Welcome to My Beautiful Stories, our conversations about finding the magic in the mundane. This is Tommy's story. That's his real name. I can say it out loud because Tommy had only us, the people working at the homeless hostel, as friends, acquaintances or whatever else you might want to name us. I must honestly say, I had never heard that story. I think it sounds like I haven't. <laughs> no, no, this is the first time that you will ever hear this story. Are you curious to hear it? Yes. Tommy was 65 when I first met him. What can I tell you about him? He liked his food. He liked his drink. He was not impressive at all in his demeanor. I remember him as tall as me. Well, that's not that big, is it? Okay, I am short. So I basically am pretty sure that he was taller than that. It's just that he had such a kind and friendly way with people that you felt his equal all the time when you were speaking to him. I found a lot of things about Tommy fascinating. I found his accent fascinating. It was a melodious, undulating, song-like Scottish accent. You know that I'm a wizard accent now. I always know where they are from. I can differentiate between Liverpool, Manchester, you name it. You know where I learned all of this. I learned it at the hostel. Yeah, indeed. You're definitely the expert on English accents in our family. I can't, I can't tell any of those. <laughs> What else can I tell you about Tommy? He loved porridge, but he hated the cook's version of porridge. He always said that he liked his porridge quite stodgy, and I never really understood what he meant by that. Tommy was one of the first people that I keyworked. How can I explain what keyworking means? I looked after his well-being. Nowadays, I guess this job would entail a lot more collaborative work and intervention. Then I was making sure that he was attending his medical appointments. I was encouraging him, always encouraging him to attend detox programs. And mainly I was trying to understand what would possibly bring him a little more joy or variety to his day. And I guess you understood by now that he was a heavy drinker. Right. I'm just surprised I've never heard his story. That's because he died a few months after I met him. Not not a few, but half a year maybe, maybe a bit more. And this might be the reason why you never heard his story, or at least this part of his story, before. Because at that point, I guess I was still processing. But then he died, and this part of the story you might be more familiar with, because his was the first funeral that I ever went to here in Britain. And in fact, to be honest, it was probably my second ever funeral. My parents kept me away from funerals as I was a child, and I only went to one other in Romania. Yeah, I think I went to only one or two myself. I guess that's a completely different matter to discuss, whether we should keep children away from grief in, in such a way. I don't think I'm... Yeah, let's leave that. <laughs> let's, let's discuss that another time. So this funeral made a big impression on me. I remember the day it was cold, dark and rainy. That's Britain, I guess. In the crematorium chapel, which was in Brighton, 
There was me, another one of my colleagues who had driven me there and who had known Tommy for a very long time, longer than me, and then a handful, maybe three, of hostel residents. And that was it. And this left me with such a strong impression, so strong that I wasn't able to go to work the next day or maybe a few days after either. And this you must remember. Yeah, I remember that you found some of the funerals of your clients quite sad because there wasn't anyone there. Quite upsetting. Anyway, this is not actually the story. This is not what I came here to say. I had a few days off from work and then I went back to work and a few days after that we get a phone call and it's a woman from the supermarket down the road. You must remember that supermarket. It was just by the train station. What is it, 15 minutes walk maybe from the hostel just down the hill from where we were? Yeah, I think it was put there in place of Woolworths. Yeah, that's that's right. Woolworths was there beforehand. Anyway, this lady, she phones and she says that she's sorry that she couldn't make it to the funeral. That's Tommy's funeral. That she and another colleague of hers had planned to attend on that day. But it had been quite hard to get there. I mean, it's totally understandable why she didn't make it, because you know where the crematorium is. It's on the other side of Brighton, so it was quite difficult to make it there and back. Mm. And then she carries on telling us how they are planning to honor Tommy. That's her and her other colleagues from the supermarket. And what they did is they had a bench placed in front of the supermarket, just across from it with Tommy's name, full name, engraved on it, and a short remark that I really wish I could remember verbatim. But it was something like, this is where Tommy liked to spend his afternoons and chat. I can't remember it word by word, unfortunately. And you see, the reason for that is that Tommy had come into that supermarket almost daily. He'd buy a small thing, a curly-whirly or a double-decker, and... Then he'd stay by the cashier and he'd chat with them for hours. And they never told him to leave because they really loved his company, his conviviality. And then when he was gone, they realized that they really missed him. This is such a good story. I really like it. Um, I'm just uh, upset you didn't tell me the story before because it's, I think we're going to get promoted to one of my favorites. I have actually been thinking about this story a lot since the new year. I don't really know why. And and I was also surprised that I never, I kind of knew that I had never told you. And I was trying to understand why, but I think it took me a while to process. It took me a while to understand that this was a story with a meaning behind it. Because for such a long time, all that had been on my mind for all of my clients was how to engage them with services how to engage them in what we considered meaningful activities. In this particular case, I was constantly plotting to get Tommy to attend day centers and other such socializing groups. And it never really occurred to me that each of these people might have had a much more real, a much more significant own life. For that whole year when I did this particular element of the job, I worked daily on getting people to socialize the right way, by the book. And that approach did help quite a few people. 
they moved on. They got where they wanted to be. But there were a few situations, such as this one that I have just told you about, where my approach didn't help one single bit. With Tommy, for instance, what really helped, and what helped me too to remember him, was my chats with him, and not my trying to convince him to go attend that day centre. So the question is, is all social interaction equal? In an age where we have so many social media options, is an opportunity where we can meet in person still worthwhile on its own? Soon, instances like the one that Tommy experienced won't exist. We won't have the basic hello and goodbye from the supermarket, as our shopping will be brought in by drones. Well, you you know me. I think that there's definitely no replacement. I mean, we are of the age where we can actually remember the world before all the social media. Or just with MSN. Or just with Messenger, Messenger, yeah. Um, But actually... It's interesting because my friend met his wife in a chat room. She was from a completely different town and they've been married for a good few years now. So that's a interesting story from the early days of social media. And uh, for us personally, social media and the technology, it helps us to keep in contact with our uh, friends that were very far away. But I um, I feel... That it's like with any use of technology, like in the famous Polish film for kids where there's a school and a vicious barber sends a doll slash robot there and obviously that robot messes about messes up the whole school. And uh, the What sort of TV were you watching when you were little? <laughs> it's very known. Might talk about it another time. We um, both but find out new things about each other this episode, yeah. But basically then the bo- one of the boys asks, is technology good or bad? And the uh, wise professor says, it's neither good nor bad. It's whatever you use it for. And I think it's the same with social media and internet in general. You can use it to do more of what you're doing or what's the right thing to do. And you can just get completely lost in it. So I think it can complement. We can make wise use of that technology. But yeah, it can never replace it. It's interesting that social media can be very versatile these days. You know, I'm a big fan of Instagram and I really find that it functions a little bit like your own living room. You can really enhance the way you live your life. I met people on Instagram that I now can call friends and I just met them in this virtual living room. Let's finish with the inspiration really quickly because the rain has caught up with us and it's much stronger than I expected soon you're not going to be able to hear us yeah I thought what's going on mm-hmm. uh, but the recommendation for uh, today is a Scandinavian film called Kitchen Stories it's about a experiment of watching someone in their kitchen and is that a real interaction and that leading to an interaction it's very funny and uh, definitely worth recommending it's called kitchen stories it's one that i kept thinking about when i was doing my research for the phd am i a little bit like those people but yeah let's not do any more spoilers hopefully not from a different range i wanted to suggest a podcast that 
shows how you can do social interaction right online or virtually. It's called Dispatch to a Friend and it's basically two friends writing letters to each other on a podcast. It's so beautiful, really worth listening to. And that's it for today or tonight. Thank you for listening and goodbye. Goodbye. This is it from us. If you like the podcast, please rate, review or subscribe. Get involved in the conversation each week on my Instagram account at stories.